Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. And today we're going to talk about choosing a major in college as well as work life after college. So basically the early stages of adulthood. And today I have with me my friend E. Hi E, thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. So this is um, awesome. <laughs> I know we live really close, but um, due to COVID, well, I, we're just doing recording this um, yeah, online. Yeah. So talking about um, like choosing a major in college, what did you major in college? Uh, so I ended up majoring in accounting um, after I like tried maybe five other majors. Mm-hmm. Um, So I tried like pre-med, English, marketing, um, Mm -hmm. undecided for a little bit, and then finally settled settled on accounting. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's what like college is for, kind of just for you to like try out different stuff and then seeing, seeing like what you like, what you didn't like. And why did you um, end up choosing accounting in the end? Um, I guess it was kind of like when I first started college, I was kind of, you know, the I was deciding, like, you know, I should do what people were saying was like, oh, you should do something you like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking, like, what things did, do I like? Like, I like things like writing, reading. Um, mm-hmm. I like hiking. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to my friends about this, too, and we were just like, that's weird advice because, like, we like, like, video games. <laughs> like, can we yeah, make yeah. out of this? Like, how yeah. do we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why I ended up trying out so many things at first. Um, mm-hmm. And I think somewhere around, like, my, my end of sophomore year, uh, end of sophomore year, I think I started to kind of realize that, like, what I liked doing wasn't mm-hmm. the same as, like, the stuff that I, like, value, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's like, I like hiking. Um, I like kayaking and all that kind of stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, like, the most important thing to me in my life um mm-hmm. and I think around that time I realized like the most the the stuff that I really like were important to me were things like you know stability um mm-hmm. you know being able to kind of have the freedom to choose the course of my career um mm-hmm. having the ability to kind of like mm-hmm. you know um do what I want with like my friends and my family and to you know take care of said friends and family and all of mm-hmm. that stuff Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that's when I kind of realized that, like, even though I would like to, like, I don't know, be like a hiking instructor or something, mm-hmm. you know, or like mm-hmm. a English major, like, I'm not going to be able to get the stuff that I really care about if I majored in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up picking something like accounting where I felt like, even though I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily love like the day to day, like filling out tax forms, um, it lets me do, it lets me have all the stuff I actually value. Mm-hmm. And then, and- and you would like have the stability to pursue the things that you like, like English or like do hiking on your, like on your free time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it lets me do all the other stuff I actually really like doing um, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So that's kind of how I ended up picking that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you declare your major in sophomore year? Uh, oh my God. It feels like it was so long ago now. <laughs> like, it feels so old. <laughs> um. I think it was sometime around sophomore, around like end of sophomore year, yeah, when I ended up finally declaring my major. <laughs> I don't know if it's still the same now. Um, would you think it's too early to declare your major in sophomore year? But I guess they're doing it out of like 
instead of doing it if you do if they let people declare it later people just might end up not choosing like i don't know they just want to people to like really find what they want to major in um if that makes sense yeah yeah no i get what you're saying um mm -hmm. i think it's like for uconn at least they encourage us to to declare by sophomore year because it was like you know junior years when we started like the internships and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so they wanted you to be able to like start interning in your junior year mm -hmm. at least that's how it was at UConn I don't know mm -hmm. how it is at other universities mm -hmm. um but as to whether it's too early I kind of agree with you though that it is a little bit it is a little bit early because I wish I feel like we should really have the option to, you know, like maybe intern as freshman or something or like volunteer or something, get some work experience before deciding like sophomore year, okay, this is my major, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think, I don't know, like I, I've spoke to people who went to like medical school or law school, yeah. so don't really, like actually after they got in or actually if, or like after they started working, they realized, they don't really like it. Yeah. So, I, so I think what you were saying, like having internship experience or having just real life experience in the job or in um, what the degree leads to is very important. So, you know, after you get the degree, um, what kind of life, what, what, what kind of life is waiting for you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, like one of my friends is, um, one of the friends I met up in Boston, she's from Sweden. And she was saying one of the things that they do over there is like at the end of high school, everyone pretty much takes like a sabbatical year before going to college. Um, oh, and that's, okay. yeah. Oh. And that year they pretty much spend either like, you know, you could choose to travel or like, like she did, she chose to kind of do something related. She ended up trying like working in Japan to see if she wanted oh, yeah. to be like a languages person um, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think that's, I really think that's something we should bring to the U.S. because it seems like it's yeah, really helpful. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty cool and useful because after high school, you kind of like want to take a break and then explore yeah. the things rather than like going into college back to studying again. Right, and, exactly, exactly. And then you're like yeah. paying, paying a lot for college too. And then you have to decide really fast, well, not really fast, but like you have to decide. Right. But, what kind of degree um, you want. Right, yeah, and especially for people that are going into things like, you know, medical and law school. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I have two friends that ended up going to medical school, um, but it was, I mean, they, they ended up deciding it was the right thing for them to do, but mm -hmm. there were definitely periods when they were just like, you know, I'm going because this is what I always was told I should do since I was eight, you know, but mm -hmm, yeah. there were definitely periods where they were like, I don't know if, if this is something that I actually want to do, if it's just something that I've been kind of like conditioned to do. Mm -hmm. so. Especially for, I guess, Asian, Asian families. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. You gotta be a lawyer, you gotta be a doctor. Or, yes. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so how do you think, like, how should people choose their major? I feel like, I don't know, what worked, what worked for me was, like, just sitting down and, like, literally making a list of, like, what I want in my life, uh -huh. um, and then, like, just Googling careers and seeing, like, what things would let me have the things that I want. Uh -huh. um, I think for things like medical school, law school, things that require, like, advanced studying, um, I think 
for people who want to do that, they should probably try to get some work experience when they're young, like volunteering during the summers or like mm -hmm. in, interning, mm -hmm. just to kind of get a, a feel for how the career actually is. Mm -hmm. um, and then whether they, whether they're doing it for themselves or whether, you know, like you were saying, they're doing, they're being pressured kind of like by their parents to do it or whether it's something that they feel like they have to do. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of, cause for Asian families, I guess a lot of the parents sacrifice a lot for their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the, the kid will kind of feel guilty for not um, giving back to their parents. Right. Yes. That's and, definitely a thing. And so it's a very, so I guess it would be very hard for the kid to decide um, whether or not they want to like, well, if they really, if, in, if they really like um, law or like being a doctor that like works out perfectly, but what if, yeah. Like a kid doesn't really like it and then their parents made a lot of sacrifice. And so I guess it's like balancing, um, balancing out like what you like. And then as you said, like having the experience so you know what it's actually like. Agreed. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of pressure from like, I, and like, I'm saying Asian families, because that's what I know, but I'm sure yeah. other families as well. But yeah, definitely specifically with Asian families, it's kind of like, you're right, like people sacrifice a lot to come to America. And there's this very big idea of like, you know, you have to take care of your parents um, and you have mm -hmm. to like, yeah. you know, right. You have to take care of your parents. You have to like do, you have to like understand how much they've sacrificed and kind of like, quote unquote, mm -hmm. like be worthy of that. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a lot of pressure to be super successful um, mm -hmm. as to whether that's what the kid actually wants, though, that mm -hmm. kind of gets to be a little, mm -hmm. that's where it gets a little murky. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, I don't know if it's only specific to Asian parents, but Asian parents are kind of like, they're kind of in the competition with other parents. Yes. Oh, my, like, God. oh my kid went to this school, yep. where did your kid go? <laughs> oh my God, yes, so much of that. Um, like the the amount of conversations where I had to listen to when it's like, you know, Mrs. Wang's daughter went to Harvard and like, you know, is dating a doctor from Yale right now, <laughs> you know, so there's definitely all of that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's the same for like non-Asian, um, like culture. Yeah. I, um, but yeah. Um, so going back to like college and majors, um, what was kind of your journey of eventually choosing um your major okay yeah so i guess i started um so when i applied to uconn they had us like pick like a provisional major at first um mm -hmm. just kind of to sort you into like one of like the schools and stuff um so at the time i had picked uh marketing mm -hmm. um because like i really liked the artistic aspects of marketing um and i figured you know like business and marketing it sounded really interesting um so I started with that about halfway through my freshman year I kind of had like a bit of like a moral crisis um mm -hmm. where I was like do I really want to spend my life convincing people to buy stuff they don't need you know like mm -hmm. it's like it's very against my own values um, right 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 so and it also in Connecticut at least the biggest um, employer, one of the big employers for a lot of the marketing majors is actually a, a smoke, a tobacco and smoking company. Um, so, which I really don't, you know, I was like, do I really want to do this? Um, mm -hmm. So that around freshman year, I was like, I decided this isn't what I want to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't want to spend my life doing this. Um, mm -hmm. So I tried stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, mm -hmm. 
well, actually, before I did the stuff I really enjoyed, I did the, I did pre-med um, mm -hmm. for a little bit, mm -hmm. and that changed, and then I took, like, one chemistry class, and I was like, I am too dumb for this, like, this is not <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, that was the end of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we had, like, 8 a.m. labs, and I'm just like, I'm not mm -hmm. cut out for this, holy crap. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that was the end of pre-med. Um, and then I tried something I really loved, English. Um, mm -hmm. So really wanted to do like journalism and like mm -hmm. writing and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So I was, I legitimately really did want to do that. But mm -hmm. when it came down to look at looking at like job prospects, even mm -hmm. internship prospects, like most of the internships weren't paid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the job prospects were starting at like, you know, 30,000 a year, you know, mm -hmm. and then I, I went to all these seminars with like journalists and like with people like that. Mm -hmm. And they were all saying the same thing. It's like they spent multiple years just working as like almost gig writers, like mm -hmm. they got paid by the newspaper piece, you know, mm -hmm. they weren't, they had no benefits, they had none of that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I decided that really wasn't what I wanted either. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of just like floated around for a little bit, like, mm -hmm doing all of my gen ed college classes and trying out like different things. Like um, mm -hmm. I tried out history courses. I tried out like other science courses, um, mm -hmm. tried some communication stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally I was like, okay, you know what? Like I have to get my life together. Mm -hmm. um, and then sat down, made my list and finally was like, okay, you know what? Accounting seems like it'll fit. What uh -huh. I want. <laughs> uh -huh. And like you were, you were, you were like, okay, are you good with accounting classes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was one of the things too. I was like, I I don't fail accounting classes, <laughs> so okay. like I fail chemistry classes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember taking this neuroscience class. Um, it was like a requirement. Yeah, yeah. And I took it. I thought, oh, okay, this is pretty interesting. And I took yeah. like a midterm or something, and I think I got like one of the lowest scores. Oh no! <laughs> the professor had to see me, and then I was like, oh, um, okay, I'll study harder. <laughs> Oh, no. like, I still, I studied my ass off yeah. for those exam, but um, so that's what I knew. Um, I guess science or like pre-med stuff isn't for me. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah. about like um marketing, yeah. I had a high school teacher. I think he he so he studied psychology because he really wanted to do marketing. Yeah. And then he realized that marketing is kind of. Okay, I don't know if this is bad mouthing marketing, but he, he realized it's kind of um marketing's kind of tricking people into buying yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. But mm -hmm. he that's what he realized when once he like really got into marketing, so he decided he didn't want to do that anymore. Agreed. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So yeah, it's wow. So I think yeah, you really had a journey, like <laughs> but you did a lot of work and really like really like got into the details, like get like got a lot of information that helped you to decide. Um, yeah, it was major. definitely like a, a, a very long process. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. it, there was definitely periods when I was sitting there like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like, I'm I feel like, like you, explored, you explored your options thoroughly. Like you went to like the seminars, like and like listened to people talk about their own experience. Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, yeah, at that point, I was like, okay, if I'm going to pick something, I need to, like, really be sure about it. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I, I did do a lot of research, but mm -hmm. like, definitely freshman, sophomore year, there were periods where I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm a hot mess right now. <laughs> so, so what, was your, what was your favorite class in college? 
Um, actually, it was one of the ones I took during that period when I wasn't really sure what I was going to try. Um, mm -hmm. It was an Asian American history class. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I thought it was really interesting because it was very, um, you know, they talked about a lot of the experiences they talked about were stuff that I could relate to. Um, mm -hmm. And it really was good at helping me sort of understand, kind of understand like some of the stuff I went through as I was growing up. Um, okay. So like it put a name to a lot of like the stuff, um, mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff I dealt with as I, as I grew up here. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just really, really interesting. Um, Oh, do you learn about like Asian American history in high school or oh. uh, not in my high school? No, oh, okay. uh, my high school was very, um, we did like, we did the very typical, you know, Mesopotamia, Europe, you know, Columbus, USA, okay. <laughs> that's it. What kind of so. stuff did you learn about um, in that class? Yeah, so that was the first time I heard of the idea of um, the model minority. Um, it was oh, just something yeah. I've never, I've never mm -hmm. even heard of that concept before, mm -hmm. but like it made a lot of sense because mm -hmm. it was something that, you know, I was kind of, it was, it was a concept that I've dealt with growing up where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you have to, you know, be great at school, don't get in mm -hmm. trouble, all of that. Um, mm -hmm. And I just never knew there was a name for it. Oh, that. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then understanding how that, how that concept was kind of used throughout history. Like it was, it, it, it just made a lot more sense for me after that. Okay, yeah, I think Asian American students are kind of expected to be good at yes. studying. Um, <laughs> yes, for sure. They're, they're like, there's, yeah, the stereotype is um, like Asian people are like Ivy League people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think it's kind of changing now, changing more a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, no. I, I think there's more, like, Asian-Americans now, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So they're, like, diversifying, more diversifying yeah. within our, like, own race, too. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's, like, people are, are kind of, like, doing, mm -hmm. like, at least even in Yukon, there were a lot more, like, Asian-American people. So, mm -hmm. like, you could see, like, the Asian-American person that's doing, like, you know, marketing instead of, like... Mm -hmm pre-med or something like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, were there any um, international Chinese students at your yes, school? Yes, there were a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them, actually a lot of them were in the business school. Um, oh, okay. I think a lot of them actually planned on going back to China afterwards. Oh, like, okay. Working in like the parents' companies or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so there were definitely people like that. Those. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think even though like, like, international Chinese students, Asian Americans, we're all Asian. There's actually like a pretty big difference. Um, yeah, for sure. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, so what were any like books that you read throughout in college or like high school that really impacted you? Um, so it, it's actually from that Asian American history class. Um, mm -hmm. There was a book called Strangers from a Different Shore by Ronald Tataki. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically, it's kind of basically like a mini textbook about like the history of Asian American, Asian immigration to the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, and it talked a lot about, you know, what it was like for, for example, like the Japanese, for Japanese people growing up in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, and then what a um yeah what it was like for various asian groups trying to like establish themselves in the u.s and some mm -hmm. of like the stuff they dealt with some of like the political issues they had to deal with mm -hmm. um, and then just a lot of um 
And then surprisingly, it talked a lot about like some of the class issues they had to deal with too. Like it never really occurred to me before that, you know, um, they would use other Asian people as like strike breakers. Um, mm -hmm. So they, it'd be like, for example, one group of like Filipino people um, mm -hmm. working on a farm who decide to strike. And they would bring in just as an example, like a group of Korean people to kind of break that strike and take those jobs. Um, oh. And you know, that kind of stuff never occurred to me. So like okay. there's a bit of a overlap between like race and class issues that I never really knew until I read that book. So that that was really impactful for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about for me, I don't know if you had to read um Catcher in the Rye. Yes, I, I loved Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, oh yeah. Um yeah, I think when I was reading it in high school, I like I like read it, understood it, but then when I got older and then I read it again, I kind of saw it from like a different perspective. Um, yeah, for I, sure. I remember the person really liked kids. Uh-huh. And then cuz he thinks that kids are very like innocent and pure and Yeah. And yeah, I just like I guess I understood his perspective more once I got older. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's um it's a really I I haven't read it in like a decade. So my my knowledge is a little bit outdated now, but I remember it being like a very a, a really sad book almost, right? Like mm -hmm. This was this kid that, like, he, he was a kid himself, right? He was, like, 16 years old. Yeah, he wasn't that, that old either. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, there's this 16-year-old kid who's just very disillusioned with the world, I guess, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to fit into it. it I remember reading it and really loving it because it was mm -hmm. a very good, it felt like a very good portrayal of, like, a teenager, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And did you, do you have any um, regrets from college? Yeah. Yes. Um, I regret not studying abroad. That was my big uh, thing. Actually, yeah. me too. Yeah. Right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, I, I didn't realize it until I graduated, but like, mm -hmm. it's really hard to spend months in another country as an adult, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I wanted to study abroad in like either Europe or China at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, because of, um, like, I, because of, like, recruiting and because of, like, all that mm -hmm. other stuff, I ended up just kind of staying in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, and, in, like, I kind of wish I'd just done it now, to be honest, like, mm -hmm. yeah. just taking the hit at, mm -hmm. during recruiting and then spend a few months in China, because it's definitely not something I can do now. <laughs> right, I think college is the best time to go study abroad, because if you do your master's, it's kind of different, because you're, like, more grown up and then right yeah then once you start working you don't really have the chance even if you travel there for work you're there for business you're not there right because when you're in school you're kind of like having fun studying <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you get to, you're hanging out with other kids your own age uh-huh like, yeah that's that's like my regret too uh, yeah where did you want to study abroad to Actually, uh, I think I wanted to go to Paris. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because NYU has a Paris campus or London. Um, yeah. Or I was even thinking about Abu Dhabi because we have a campus there too. That'd um, be awesome. But yeah, it didn't work out because because of my major. Um, they didn't have. I think they didn't have enough econ courses there. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah I should have just done it, um, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel the same way too. It's like they didn't have that many of like my, my high level accounting classes there. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of wish I just like, yeah, like screw it, I'll take yeah. another semester or something, you yeah, know. You've done it, yeah. You, it's just like you got the experience of studying abroad. Right, yeah. 
So that's something we'll have to tell Chris to do once COVID yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so after graduating from college, yeah. how was your transition from being a student to like being a a person like working? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like for the most part, it it went all right. Um, mm-hmm. There were definitely some things I wasn't expecting though. Um, like what? like I think the big thing was. I had no idea how to deal with office politics, like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, super lost in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, I think it was, what's one of the other? Shoot, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so were there a lot of politics? Um, yes, there were a lot of politics. Um, okay. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, people taking ideas from other people. Um, people kind of throwing other people under the bus like oh, stuff within like that. the company yeah within my own team actually even oh, okay. um oh. so yeah there's a lot of that and I think I just remember going in and being like, like I've never had to deal with this in like mm-hmm. high school or college mm-hmm. um so going to work and then seeing all this was kind of like oh crap <laughs> like this is kind of scary mm-hmm. um that and then oh the, I think the other big thing that I wasn't really prepared to this, this sounds a little conceited, but like I wasn't really prepared to not know the answer to stuff. Does that make sense? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because like in high school or college, it's kind of like, you know, if you have a problem, you can go research it and then there's mm-hmm. like an answer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But not necessarily, there isn't that in the workplace. And I think mm-hmm. I had to get comfortable with just being like, okay, I don't know what this answer is. Like this mm-hmm. is my best shot with mm-hmm. the information I have available. Mm-hmm. yeah it. yeah now that you talk about it I I know what you're I think I understand what you're saying like in college yeah. or in school there's always an answer because you're just learning you're a student and then right yeah there's, you're there's like a textbook or like yeah you can just research it but yeah and then I guess that kind of gave me the mindset that you know there is an answer for everything but right. when you actually start working a lot of the times there are no like definite answer there's like there's like oh maybe we could do this and then you don't like everyone wouldn't know if this would actually work or not and then you just like I guess exactly yeah exactly and see if it works and then maybe tailor it adjust it a little bit yeah exactly exactly like there's no exactly like you're saying there's no like right or wrong you just kind of like Mm -hmm. take your best shot and yeah there (laughs) there's a lot of situations that come up that like issues that come up that require a solution but like I guess there is no solution yet so you have exactly. to use your imagination to, right. to think of a solution and see if it works yeah yeah okay yeah that's yeah. I didn't even think about that for me I think it was just like the the mindset or the mentality of being a student to to like becoming an employee like so a student is more like you know I'm paying tuition oh yeah yeah and then once you're like at a company you are responsible for things right yeah it's weird isn't it yeah and then yeah you're like your existence really is kind of important in the way that you have to complete work yeah or else there's like there might be a domino effect of like bigger things not getting done right right Mm -hmm. and it's weird because it's like you know in college it's we're we're just one of many young people that Mm -hmm. are there Mm -hmm. um but like you were saying at work it's like we have an actual effect on things Mm -hmm. um and it's a little intimidating because 
like we're both fair we're both pretty young um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like i remember my first job i was like 24 years old and they were like hey come up with a solution to this and i'm like am i the like we should find a real adult for this <laughs> like yeah. You know? yeah it feels weird yeah i I've, I've experienced that too like i i remember starting my job and then they let me do this thing like i don't know write this thing that like i have no experience with like I'm, hmm, right. are you sure you want me to do right <laughs> yes, <laughs> i'd like you trusting me but i don't know if i trust myself <laughs> right exactly <laughs> right it's like we need to get i, I it's exactly it felt like okay we should get the the real adult here like mm-hmm. not me adult like <laughs> you know like it's yeah. weird yeah but i guess that's like how how you grow and learn um in the workplace i totally agree totally yeah. agree um so the things that you learned in college um were they useful for your job some of it yeah mm-hmm. um I mean, definitely, like, the the basics of accounting, I definitely use every day. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, accounting technical information, I definitely use mm-hmm. every day. Um, aside from that, though, I think, you know, learning how to, like, study and research um, was okay. kind of a big thing. Because I'm in taxes, so mm-hmm. a lot of it's just, like, reading through really obscure law codes written, like, 20 years ago. Okay. Um, so it's, like, learning how to research, learning how to study. Mm-hmm. Um, that really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at least at U- UConn, they were pretty good about forcing kids to kind of, you know, do presentations um, okay. Okay. and like stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that came in really useful when I had to do presentations to like management or to clients and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, actually doing presentations is really helpful, especially in college, you get the oh, chance sure. to practice. Because when you're at work, you just like, you're just like, oh, it's your turn. Right. Yeah. You just go. <laughs> yeah. You just go and present to the client and then. Right. Yeah. So having, having practiced that in college is great because like, I remember my first presentation to a client, I was like terrified. I'm like, uh-huh. I have to present to this really like high up person and it mm-hmm. has to sound like professional. What, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? You know? Was it in person? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. That's even more intimidating. Yeah, because, like, there's all these, like, really old people, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm 24, I have no experience, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I hope I sound somewhat intelligent here. I remember I did my, my first presentation um, for, um, remotely, so, yeah, 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 and I was still, like, sweating so much, right? so, yeah, I was like, I feel like I was gonna puke, but, um, right? <laughs> but, but, yeah, thankfully, it was um, a remote presentation oh so good just my desk and talk and hopefully yeah. they couldn't tell how nervous I was <laughs> I think the what more you, you do it later on you just get used to it exactly agreed it's just like something that kind of um I, I think it's something that just needs a lot of practice and mm-hmm. then like I think after a while too like you start to feel a lot more competent as well mm-hmm. um and then after it's like okay I can I can give presentations like what I say makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah like over over time the experience that you like gain really helps you for sure for sure and like yeah. you're client facing too right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so yeah. like yeah when you're client facing it's like you meet these people and then you're like, okay, I know how to deal with this set of clients. And then it's like fairly transferable to like other clients. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. The, the like communication skills and the like the interpersonal skills. Yeah, need. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what was something that you learned after you started working? 
Um, how can I start? I deal with politics a lot better now um, than I did back then. Mm -hmm. Um, generally, I mean, I don't know if this is like a good thing, but like, I generally like I cover my ass a lot more um, than I used to. And I'm, I have a lot more discretion on like what information I share. Um, Yeah. So a little bit better at navigating office politics than I was when I first started. Um, and then other things. I guess I kind of just learned that, like, like to kind of just chill out a little bit. I guess, <laughs> like, because I think when I first started working, I was like, I need to have like the right answer for everything. I need to make sure everything's like set up perfectly. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh-huh. so I must know everything, and it must be perfect up front. Uh-huh. Um, and I think after a few years, it's like, okay, nobody's no nobody's work is perfect up front you know there's mm-hmm. gonna be mistakes I'll go back and fix them like it's not a big deal to kind of just mm-hmm. do the best I can now and then fix it later oh, so don't stress yourself too much yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so I remember watching this interview um I think the former CEO of Pepsi um yeah. Indra Nui she was talking about like how she deals with politics I think she said something like recognize the politics but um stay out of the politics yes yes is that, exactly. is that your strategy is that your pretty strategy? much yeah <laughs> just avoid figuring out who the who those people are and staying away from them generally okay okay, okay. So yeah that's the universal uh, little secret <laughs> i agree i think so at least <laughs> i guess yeah. uh, and i know you went back to um you went back to work in the office right yeah yeah after COVID happened how was how was that for you it was all right um we're so we're still only back in the office one day a week now um so that's good um it's basically the day that we do like all our team meetings um, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff um overall it's like I still would prefer to be working from home full time um Mm -hmm. but it is also kind of nice to you know like see a co-worker every now and then you know mm-hmm. like not be stuck in an apartment with my two roommates all day mm-hmm. um so it's been it's been all right um i hope they keep it to just once a week um mm-hmm. but otherwise i don't really complain i i don't really have any complaints do you wear a mask the entire time when you're at work uh i mean i do for sure oh, um, okay. uh some other people like it's not really like super mandatory so oh. uh, it's encouraged but not really super mandatory oh, but um, do you have to keep keep your distance away from each other like the do social distancing in the office yeah um i think it's because like our team's fairly small to begin with okay um, so our desks are already pretty far apart so it's really, uh, it wasn't too difficult for that <laughs> okay okay all right that that doesn't sound that bad if you're only doing one day um right exactly it's like it's like doable for one day yeah <laughs> and yeah i know you recently moved to boston how do you like boston I really like Boston. Um, I've mostly been, so when I first moved up, I was like, I'm going to try so many things. I'm going to like, you know, go go to sports games. I'm going to like, you know, try all that. Mostly I've just been eating my way through the whole city. I mean, I really enjoy. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. There's a lot of like really good restaurants. Um, There's a lot of like live music which i really like um Mm -hmm. so that's been a lot of well pre-covid that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um and then i also it's also been good for kind of just like meeting new people um Mm -hmm. because a lot of my friends moved out of connecticut after Mm -hmm. college Mm -hmm. the majority of them actually moved out um Mm -hmm. so boston was kind of it's been kind of good just to like meet new people 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this I have this other question about work. Yes. So I know there's. Yeah. I guess for I don't know for everyone, but like there are stressful times at work. Yes. How do you deal with stressful times? Yeah. Um, I think right now, um, since you know I'm I'm mostly working from home, um, a lot of the stress is kind of like, I I literally have to like physically walk away from my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like, basically I walk away from my laptop. I take a short walk outside. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's kind of just, I think for me, it's kind of just like processing the stress, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just sitting there being like, okay, I am stressed out. And then like kind of talking myself through it being mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. okay, I am stressed out and it's because of this and it's because mm-hmm. of this and it's because of this. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like breaking it down into like little steps, I guess, like, mm-hmm. you know, for example, okay, I'm stressed because of this project mm-hmm. um, that's due in two days. And then it's like, okay, well, what can I do on this project? Mm-hmm. To, like, what can I do on it today? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just focusing on that and then okay. not worrying about like the rest of it until tomorrow, you know, tomorrow I'll focus on tomorrow's little bit. And then the next oh, day, right. day. So like um, rationally planning out how, kind to, of, yeah. how to resolve the cause of your stress kind of yeah <laughs> okay okay that sounds like a good idea yeah i don't think <laughs> i'm that um that rational like thinking for a solution i'm just thinking oh I'm so stressed so stressed and then just <laughs> oh, <same. laughs> i mean I, I think i'm making myself sound a lot more competent than i actually am. Most, <laughs> i also just stress eat too <laughs> oh, okay. yeah that that yeah i i stress eat and i also eat when i'm relaxed too which means yes. <laughs> eating all the time <laughs> same um, so do you, do you, I, I guess COVID kind of changed the style, like mm, how you, how you would like, um, cook your food. Yes. Like before COVID you would like spend a lot of, not a lot, but like you would have spent some time commuting and then that like impacts like what you cook for dinner and then yeah, after yeah. COVID you're at home. So you can just like during lunchtime, just cook your own meal and then eat it. Right. Yeah, for sure. No, that's definitely that's been like the one thing I really like about, I mean, working from home um, mm-hmm. in that before I used to kind of just, I'd have to like meal prep for an entire week, mm-hmm. um, basically, mm-hmm. or at the very least like three days. Um, mm-hmm. So before what I do is I'd like just make a giant pot of like chili and rice um, mm-hmm. and a salad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that would be like my meals for like either the whole week if I was super busy mm-hmm. or just like the next three days um, mm-hmm. if I wasn't that busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's been you know, since I've been working from home, it's been nice in that I can actually, like, I just, I can just make that day's meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like fresh, I eat like fresh food every day, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I used to, I did a meal prep before. Um, I just like bought a lot of Trader Joe's frozen food. Yes. <laughs> or, or like just bought food um, on my way back home. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, what you said, like now I like have time to just cook and eat fresh food now. That's awesome. I love Trader Joe's frozen foods for when I'm like busy. I I think I had too much though. Um, There are some stuff that like I've had too much and I kind of don't want to eat it again, at least for a while, at least for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, So how do you spend your, um, your hours after work? Uh, after work? Well, so I'm actually studying for my CPA license right now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so it's like I get off work and then I hop on to studying. Um, mm-hmm. oh. So I'm basically still like at work, quote, quote. Oh, um, yeah, okay. 
so I do that. Um, mm. But like on days when I want to relax, um, you know, Netflix, um, uh, Netflix, video games, mm-hmm. um, reading, um, that kind of stuff. Did Just kind of like watch, relaxing stuff. Did you watch Queen's Gambit? I haven't, but I've heard it's so good. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, yeah. I finished it, yeah. It's about Princess Diana, right? Or something like that? Oh, that's Crown. Oh, Crown. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I've heard Queen's Gambit is good as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're, both of them been, have been, like, um, talked about a lot. Um, yeah. Is it a yeah. TV show or a movie? Uh, Queen, both of them are TV shows. Oh, TV show. Okay, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah. They're, like, each episode is, like, kind of long, an hour. Okay. And there's only so seven, it, ep- seven episodes. Nice. So is it about, like, um, is it, like, historical fiction? uh i don't i'm not sure actually um i have to find out but i don't know you i don't know that i don't know the answer to that question okay gotcha gotcha uh, yeah no i've heard like everyone's been saying oh this is such a great show we should check it out so yeah i'll yeah. definitely have to check yeah, it out after this too. <laughs> okay yeah that's good for me i think um before covid i would just come back home and then like relax, I guess watch Netflix and then play Candy yes. Crush. And then, and then I think last week or two weeks ago, I was playing Candy Crush. So I passed the level I was waiting on, like it would like go to the next level. And then for some reason it didn't go on to the next level. Yeah. And then I realized I finished all the levels. <laughs> it was like eight thousand something. Oh, what, you finished the whole Candy Crush game? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's impressive, actually. <laughs> well, it's, it's like a continuing effort of every day of yeah. playing. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's nothing, awesome. to, nothing to be proud of, but just like something that happened to me. <laughs> no, it's some, definitely something to be proud of. It gets well, hard I, after I wish, a while. I wish Can't. I had a prize for that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I tried Candy Crush and it gets hard after a few levels. So like, yeah, some levels are stressful, but you just have to, like, keep playing, and then eventually you get through it. <laughs> That's impressive, honestly. <laughs> um, so, where do you want to travel after COVID is over? Oh, so many places. Um, I What would be your top I, three places? I So, one of my good friends from college is in Germany right now. Uh-huh. Um, so, I really want to go visit her in Germany um, mm-hmm. and do like, you know, Oktoberfest um, mm-hmm. and just kind of like explore German architecture, German mm-hmm. food, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's a big one for me. Um, I've also been wanting to go um, to Utah um, and do like mm-hmm. a hiking and camping trip there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my friend and I were planning on going to like the national parks and stuff. Um, and Utah has like five national parks um so we're gonna try to do like a camping trip through all of them um that one and then top three it's kind of (laughs) hard there's so many places okay top five (laughs) okay yeah um Hawaii San Diego you were in Hawaii though weren't you I was yes yes last year um but I could only go to two of the islands Oh, so okay. I want to go see like all the other ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hawaii, San Diego, Alaska, Italy. Mm. Okay, I think I'm up to five now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. All of those places. All of those those places sound very good. Yeah. What about yourself? Do you have any travel plans post COVID? 
Um, I was thinking, I guess, Asia. Um, oh, that would be awesome. I really want to go to Taiwan to visit my friend. And then also the food is really good there. I've heard they have like the night market. In yeah, market, yeah, right? yeah. So I guess my first place, my first top priority would be Taiwan. And then Japan. Um, oh, Japan would be so cool. <laughs> yeah, so I think those are mine too. Um, but yeah, now I'm inspired by like your 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 destiny. my list <laughs> yeah, your list <laughs> well, yeah i hope yeah um i think the vaccine is gonna come out next year i've heard yeah um mm-hmm. there's like three of them now right like there's a pfizer one a moderna one or something like that and then the, like yeah 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 and hopefully so. after the vaccine vaccine is out world will go back to normal even though i kind of like working from i like working from home yeah. more than working in the office yeah, same, to be honest. That's one of those things I hope they keep after COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be nice to continue working from home mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. going into the office. Yeah, but I guess meanwhile, we can just, like, enjoy the work from home time. Agreed, before, yeah. Before the vaccine comes out. Agreed, yeah. But, yeah, no, hopefully next year, you know, once the vaccine comes out, life will go mostly back to normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the world kind of stopped with like COVID happening. Um, yeah, it really did. It's like a lot of people have their, a lot of like lives are put on hold right now um, mm-hmm. just with COVID to stay safe during COVID. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. So it'd be nice to be able to go back to all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I think I, yeah, I had a very good talk with you today. Yeah, of course. No, thank you. Thank you again for having me on here. This was yeah, really fun. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you everyone for listening. I'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>